Amen. I just want to clean up my desk here a bit. Because there's script notes and everything there. And it's just a joke. Hallelujah. It's still young. The evening is still young. Nobody has to go to school tomorrow. Some people need to go to work. But that's okay. Hallelujah. So God will give you some more power, more strength to carry on. Um, hallelujah. Okay. If you have your Bible with you tonight, you can turn to the book of Matthew 8. We're going we're gonna to read in Matthew 8 a couple of verses in Matthew 8 tonight. So um, I really want to encourage you. It's under, maybe you can switch on the light so that people want to take notes or um, if they want to read their Bibles, they can do that also. Um, just, um, I believe these teachings will help you to build your faith when it comes to praying for sick people or even when it comes for your own health. Because some, it's easy for us to think, for this I need to go to the doctor, but for that I need God. But you know what? God is interested in everything in life. And when it comes to healing, Jesus already paid the price. For all sickness, all disease. And there's no disease or no sickness that that God can't heal. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to start off by saying it is God's will for you to be healthy. And so it's so easy for us to when we pray for sick people to say. God, if it is your will, let your will happen. No, no, no. Don't do that there. Say, Father, we come against the sickness in Jesus' name because we know that the will of God is for the sick to be healed. The will of God for people is to be healthy. That's the will of God. Yes, the enemy comes and the enemy brings sickness and the enemy brings disease Because God is good. God is not bad one day and the other day good. God is always good. Amen? So, um, it's actually sad that there's not more people here tonight because I think this is so... Uh, we're going to get saved. But also, it is, every believer needs to know this, that this is for the believer. This is for the body of Christ. This is why Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. It is for every believer that everyone must walk in divine health. And um, so we're going to start off tonight and we're going to speak on this topic, not just for tonight, we're going to tackle this thing and we're 
we're going to pray and we're going to trust God for healing and, and if we have to pray for people to be delivered, we're going to do that also. We're just going to be a New Testament church. Amen? That's what we're going to do. So, I believe even through this teaching, your life is going to be transformed because this is revelation teaching. For, for, maybe you have heard it, but you have already put it underneath a pillow because during your life, maybe during this last few years, you got sick and, and you feel like, uh, is it true? People passed away. Doubt can be. We have lost loved ones and friends that was close to us and we can't allow doubt in our lives. We are walking in faith, believing every word of God's word. So, Matthew 8 is the healing chapter. So, you, we're going to go through Matthew 8 9, and you're going to see why I say that Matthew 8 is the healing chapter. Because in this chapter, you're going to see that Jesus is dealing with four different types of healing also. And that covers the whole, whole spectrum of, of healing. So, you're going to see this um, and Jesus takes dominion over all sickness and all disease. And the amazing thing is Jesus gave his church the same dominion. We have the same authority because we pray in the name of Jesus. The, the, the authority of Jesus has not been stripped away. It has been given to the believer. So it's necessary when we pray for somebody that you must pray with faith, that you must pray believing that God is going to touch that person, believing that that symptoms is going to go now, that, that you're not going to wait until, uh, okay, I'll give you two bananas, then we pray. No? And remember, I'm not saying that you must stop medication or whatever like this, I'm just preaching, okay? So you take what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and the rest you just leave. But don't leave the church. <laughs> but isn't that amazing to know that Jesus has given us authority and dominion over sickness and disease? And if we look what's happening in South Africa where they want to control the church in such a way that they want to tell you that if you are not vaccinated, you are not allowed to go into the church. Can you see that the enemy really knows the power of God? And that the enemy wants to stop the work of God? And that the enemy doesn't want the church to, to grow? Because we know thousands and millions of dollars has been invested in Africa in missions. There's not another country in the world that people have put in so much money. Millions and millions of dollars has been invested in people through missions in Africa. Because they were, we were called the dark continent. So there must be a time for that seed to come alive. And I believe we are on the brink of that seed to be ignited. And that's why the enemy is trying everything in his power to stop the church from, from getting to that, that, uh, that revival. 
So, it's beautiful filling in the form and whatever like that, but you know what? God's power is greater than any, any organization on this planet, any parliament, any whatever, and God is waiting for the church to rise up. Not just by signing a piece of paper, but by demonstrating the power of God. By laying on hands of the sick, like John tonight, that we There was an outbreak of a disease and he went out and he, he, he prayed for sick people and put his hands under the microscope and you could see the, the, the virus dying on his hands because he believed so much in the healing power of God and he told the scientists that, you know what, the blood of Jesus covers me and this disease will not enter my body. This is the time for the church now. And that's why we need to, we need to sit under the teaching of who we are and what power and authority we have in Christ Jesus. So that we can go out there and demonstrate the power of God. Because the world, you know what? The world are so afraid. They're all wearing bombs. Even after the government said to people, you know what, you don't have to wear a mask outside anymore. They still wear a mask. They've been brainwashed.
So don't think that there's only certain people that are going to get their healing. No, the healing is available for all, for everybody, for everyone. I believe this guy, he only went out and actually, he, he tested the water.
Just believe. 
then Jesus said to her, Roman officer, go back home because you believe. It has, it, ha it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Jesus stretched out his hand, touched the side of the person with leprosy, and immediately, Jesus went out, he prayed, he said, be healed. And in an hour's time, the servant was healed. When God moved, there's no delay. Faith has no delay, only the right timing. Because God's timing is always right. You need to have faith in the word of God for your reading. See what's happening now. You're just sitting under the word of God. I'm not preaching anything else except the word of God. What's happening now? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I don't know what you are believing God for, but I know one thing. Faith is being built up in your spirit. Because God is yesterday, today, and forever the same. Things are shifting in your mind. Make sure that you renew your mind daily according to the word of God. That's what's happening now. Your mind is being renewed. Don't think like somebody that, that does not serve God. Think like a child of God. Next one, Jesus heals Peter's mom from a fever. Matthew 8, verse 14 to 15. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mom-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, what happened? The fever left Then she got up and prepared the room for him. This is powerful. She had an infection in her blood. She was sick. Jesus touched her hand. The fever left her. She got up and prepared a There is no sickness or disease too great or too big for God. Jesus heals those with demon spirits. I don't know, but sometimes when we read about demon spirits or whatever, a lot of people are afraid. You don't have to be afraid of a demon spirit. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But listen to this. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command. Not with a speak of faith. Not with a fight. Not with shouting. 
You know what's also amazing? You don't have to be entertained by the evil spirit. You tell the evil spirit, go in Jesus' name, and it must go. But your life must be right with God. I've heard many stories of people trying to find out demons and stuff, and then the demons said to you, oh, you know what, there's seven of me inside of you. So don't try and do this to drive out demons if your life is not right, if you're not fasting, if you're not praying, if you're not close to God, because they're going to tell you something about yourself. Amen? Matthew 8 verse 17, this fulfills the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah who said, He took our sickness and removed our disease. Jesus took our sickness and removed our disease. There are four categories in which all sickness and diseases fall. And Jesus um, had dominion over all four. The first one is the flesh and the physical structure. It's like when you pray for the mind and that leprosy. He immediately got healed. So that's the first one. So when we pray for somebody with a broken bone in his, in his leg or in his arm, Jesus can heal that because his, Jesus has dominion over that. I can remember what that point had the cast on and she didn't want to go to the doctor to get the cast because she had faith for that healing and she only had it for a while, three weeks or something like that where you were supposed to have it for six or seven weeks. She, she sort of just took it off. Because there was no more pain. Because you know what? You stand on the word of God. You believe the word of God. If Jesus has authority over the flesh and over the physical structure. If there's no arm and you pain, the arm must grow. Smith Wigglesmith, he went to the shoe shop and there was a guy with only one leg. He said, why do you want to buy one shoe? Buy two shoes. No, I only have one leg. He said, no, you buy two shoes, I'll break up for you. The next moment, the leg grow. Come on. There's no authority. The authority is available. We need to act in the authority. We need to speak the word of God. It's not just for certain people this nice. This is for the believer. This is not just for evangelists. This is not just for a prophet. This is not just for a fivefold ministry. This is for the believer.
If God gives you a good portion, it's a good portion. So, the second one is the nervous system. We as believers, Jesus had authority, still has authority over your nervous system. And, and, and that's the thing, guys. That, that, that Roman soldier, the slave, he must not, he had problems in his nervous system. And, and Jesus just spoke the word and, and it healed him completely. Don't say that God can't do this. God wants to. God is ready to do it because Jesus has authority and dominion over the nervous system in your body. But you will never pray for those people if you don't know. Then he prayed for Peter's mom that had an infection or high fever and the speech of the infection. So Jesus heals blood disorders. When these people with high blood pressure, and diabetes, Cholesterol, all of these things, Jesus heals those things. Oh, I'm so happy just thanking my tablet, what, what, what. Hey, listen here. Jesus paid a price on the cross of Calvary so that you don't have to have a tablet. You know what? There's so many of those tablets that makes people forget all of their life. An evil spirit crippled her. 
Have you seen these guys walking in the street and they're talking to things? Have you seen it? They walk like this and Some of them are just drunk, but some of them are bounded by an evil spirit. Do you know how many some warmers is in this area? When I was running from here to Malden and so I would sense my spirit as I come up a hill or whatever, this person is some woman. And then I start to pray. I don't pray in tongues, I pray. I speak to that people's spirit and then I can see how they react. Remember, the spirit realm is more real than this. So then, we have to point over them. I planted a church across the Sangoma's house. You go there. He left that area. Death and new spirit, Mark 9, verse 25 to 27. When Jesus saw the crowds of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. This is very important also. Listen how Jesus is speaking to the spirit. I command you to come out of this boy now and never enter him again. Then the spirit came and threw the boy from into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A rumor ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by hand and helped him to his feet and he stood up. So there is evil spirits that controlling people, that making them sick. You know what? That's why people think that a pill can fix them. No, Jesus is the answer. Like people saying, what color, what color, that's the evil spirit that's controlling people. We must take authority over that evil spirit and we must command that spirit to leave that person in Jesus' name. I'm speaking of the here. I can't do this on you. You can ask my wife, I don't entertain these things. I don't send people to therapists and give them pills or whatever. We pray for people. I've seen with my own eyes in heaven how God set people free, restored them completely, set them free from drugs, cigarettes, alcohol, women, everything, and He was restored to His family because that's the power of God. Jesus is the answer. A pill is not the answer for somebody that's down by an evil spirit. No. They will just increase the dosage. No. This is what they do. Every time you go back to that doctor, they just going to say, No, I'm just giving you another pill. Because they get money from all the pills that you give. No. And they make you crazy. You have the answer. The answer is Jesus. You know what? It's necessary sometimes 
just to take your child, put your hands upon them, and pray for them. I'm not saying people are demon possessed. I'm saying people are controlled by spirits. A child of God can't be demon possessed, but he can be controlled by a spirit. I'm not a devil locker. I don't see the devil in everything, but when I see the devil, I know I see the devil. You have to believe. You have to find in Jesus. The world is waiting for you. We have to answer. The same power Christ used to destroy the whole on the human body has been given to the believer today. We as the church of Christ has dominion over all sickness and all disease in Jesus' name. It's up to us. She prayed for a dog and the cancer fell off. God loves us so much He even heals our pets. But He took authority. She took the authority. She said, No! Cancer! I command you to dry up in Jesus' name. Maybe he's saying it I've heard it all. You know what? Just lace the head not on here. Because Jesus is the answer. And Jesus has given us the authority. What are we doing? We can't sit around and wait for the next somebody to come. And you pray for somebody or whatever like you can't do that. We need to pray. We need to pray. We are not sitting for anything else. You know what? Jesus had 12 disciples and they turned the world upside down. How many believers is there today? How many proclaimed Christians is there today? Somebody believes in and, and nobody wants to do this. Guys, it's not about going to church and going back home and read your Bible and sleep. It's about living a life. Of communion, acting out the authority of Jesus Christ wherever you go. Amen. And you know what? Like I said, you don't have to squeak and fight with anything. You just command it to go in Jesus' name and it needs to go. Melissa prayed for my shoulder many years ago. I had a shoulder in the knee. Injury. She prayed. She said, In the name of Jesus, pain go. I'm here completely. I thought that, that, that I had to go for an operation. She said, No, we're going to pray. Put your faith in the word of God. 
is not trying to represent with God. I want the worship team to come to the front and I just want to pray for us to mind. I've said a lot of things, but it's just a little scripture that I gave you. And I want you to go back home this weekend and meditate on and Matthew 8. Meditate on Matthew 8. Take Matthew 8 and read it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. Read it. Make it your own. And proclaim it over your life. Proclaim it over your family. Proclaim it over your loved ones. Proclaim it. So I accept healing. In Jesus' name, I accept healing in every part of my body. I accept divine health. I do not walk in, I don't have to have pain. I can be pain-free in Jesus' name. I don't have to use medication. Just close your eyes for a moment. Father, we thank you for, for tonight. We thank you for this teaching. We thank you, Lord, that we know that God, you are able. Lord, tonight I want to take this word of Matthew 8 I want to wrap it around everyone here tonight. You have called us so much more than what we have seen with our eyes. Father, I thank you tonight that faith has been built up in everyone here, Father. They will not be the same again. They will not people see this the same again. And, and even next week, as we go in deeper into this, Father, I know something is about to happen. And Father, do not come against any sickness in anyone's blood. I command that you leave their bodies right now. I command high blood pressure to go. I command diabetes to go. Should diabetes go in Jesus' name? I command uh, anything that's in the blood. Fevers. I command anything, people that needs to take blood furnace, I command them to leave their bodies now in Jesus' name. Father, I come against any form of pain in people's bodies when they feel that they have pain in their joints and pain in their back, pain in their knees, pain in their ankles, pain in their wherever I command pain to leave their bodies now in Jesus' name. Amen. I come against anything that people say, God, my heart hearts so accurate working. Father, any generational curses, I come against it right now. I break it in Jesus' name. I come with the blood of the Lamb against the curse. And Father, you said you became a curse. Jesus became a curse. And we don't have to be cursed because we are blessed and we are highly favored. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power tonight. We take you back the authority that you have given us. We take you back the dominion. For I come and I speak into everyone's nervous system tonight also. Speak healing in the nervous system, Father. No more preaching. No more twitching. Go in Jesus' name. 
We are just resetting our minds to not the worldly standard, but to a godly standard. And I know some of you sitting here, you went through a situation where you maybe lost a loved one because of a disease or a sickness. And maybe some of the things that I'm going to say to you is, but why did it happen to them? Why are they dead now or passed on? Why aren't they here? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to bring the word and I'm believing that as you sit here, God is going to speak to you and that you're going to get also peace and understanding of what it means to have divine help also. Because it's so easy for us sometimes to to ask so much questions that we actually are questioning ourselves, we are questioning our faith, we are questioning everything. And the answer is right in front of us. And the answer is in the Word, that we must believe every word. We must stand on the Word. We must proclaim the Word of God. And I know, it's not easy always. Things doesn't always work out how the Word is saying. I know, my mom had breast cancer 11 years ago. She lost her breast. She had to go for chemo. She had to go for, she lost her hair. She, she lost that. She was sick. I prayed. I prayed. But luckily, God, through medicine and everything, my mom is still here, and I praise God for that. I don't know why my mom had to go to hospital and receive chemo. I don't know. But I'm not doubting the word. Friend of ours that are staying in America. His wife is sick now. And she went to healing school for three times. Still haven't received her healing. I don't know. But I believe that the word is true. I believe that God can do something for you. I believe that God wants to use you to, do, to be a vessel for the Holy Spirit. Hello? I don't know why things happen the way they happen. I don't know. I don't have answers. But one thing I know is the word teach me that we know now only a small portion and one day we will see the big picture. So, I just want to clear that out. That a lot of times when you speak on health and you speak on giving, is people that have been praying for many years. Maybe you just hear one thing tonight that can change your destiny. One thing that can change the way you pray. Because that's also very important that when we pray, we must pray the word of God. And that when we pray the word of God, that we will not pray in doubt, but that we will pray in faith. That we will believe in our own prayers, knowing that God is hearing us, knowing that God is going to answer. Amen? We've been praying for young for almost 11 years now, going for 12 years, and he's still not completely healed from all his allergies. I don't know why. But one thing I know is Jesus heals. One thing I know is Jesus delivers. 
Um, being delivered from alcohol in an instant. I've seen it. So don't limit God for what God can do. Because you have also seen the other side. I've prayed for people and they passed away. I've prayed for other people that was said say goodbye to them and God turned the situation around and today he's walking. Healed completely. So, I believe that God heals up to today because God is yesterday, today, and forever the same. I think that is very important that you will, you will, you will put that out of your mind. Is your mukumadeli kabiyan? Why did that happen when I prayed? almost 18 years for me being in full-time ministry now and uh, it's not a long time comparison to other people but I've walked the road now and I've seen a lot of things and I've seen a lot of prayers and healings and everything like that and every time when somebody's sick I will go and pray because I have pain last week I drove all the way to Peter to go and pray for the time why? By faith. Because just, just now, God moves. Amen? Okay. So, this, this 13 pillars that we're going to talk about, we're not going to do all of them tonight because we're going to stay here till 1 o'clock and Jonathan is not here to have some food. So, he's uh, <coughs> saying it's not here, so I don't know. <laughs> but the first thing that you need to make out in your mind and in your heart and in your belief system is the following and that is sickness is from the devil sickness is from the devil Sickness is not the way that God used to punish His people for something that done wrong. Sickness is not the way that God is putting a thorn in your flesh. I, I have a friend. He believes his injury is his thorn. And he needs to walk with it. I said to him, I'll feel No sickness and no disease is from God. COVID is not from God. God didn't send COVID to the world to teach the world something. No. COVID is from the devil. Cancer is from the devil. Food is from the devil. Blood pressure is from the devil. Sugar diabetes is from the devil.
Because if unbelief God used sickness, then it's not going to go. Okay? So, a lot of times you get a phone. Well, you know, I'm 50 now. And the eyes are the first thing to go. Just wait till you are 40. Okay? Then you hear things like this. When it turns winter, I'm always sick. When it's spring, my allergies act up. Because you land in the rain, you don't get sick.
The rotten meat that was without life received life. The brain worked immediately again. The, 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 the gut yeah, that was starting to throb. Methods. Come on. See the picture. That is. So listen to this. So Satan left 
the Lord's presence. And he struck Job with terrible boils from his head to his foot. Who did it? Satan. God wasn't involved in the sickness. Satan did. God was not the author of Job's sickness. In fact, in the last chapter of Job, God restored double to Job. Everything he lost. Double. God is the restorer. God is the healer. God is the deliverer. Come on. Satan was the author of Job's sickness and disease. Can you see this picture? Can you see what's busy happening now? Is what's happening now is you have been taught a lot of things when it comes to healing. And the one thing that a lot of preachers, ministers, pastors will say, if it's God's will, let it be. It's God's will so that somebody must live. It's God's will that somebody must be healed. So then we pray for that. We don't pray for anything else. We pray for the healing. So let's read quickly Luke 13, verse 11 to 13. When I read this portion of scripture, it's always just so amazing. He said, He saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had, been, she had been bent down for eight years and was unable to stand up straight. But listen to this. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your disease. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. Immediately, Jesus recognized the evil spirit. In a We are here with this fact that God is our healer and God doesn't make people sick. So, even when Jesus came to seek people, he recognized the evil spirits in them. He recognized the fact that he, this person is being bounded by a spirit, an evil spirit. And he just spoke the word. And God healed him. Notice, God didn't receive glory when she was sick. God received glory when she was healed. You see, if God was the one that made the sick, He would have received the glory for that. But now, God receives the glory when she was healed. And then Jesus clearly identifies Satan as the author of the woman's infirmity. An evil spirit 
has crippled them, Father. I know this is a lot of teaching, but we need to get to the truth when we pray for sick people. We need to get to the truth even when you feel sick. Satan steals, Satan kills, Satan destroys. 
life. This happened to somebody. Amen. I want to say this again to you. Is Satan steals, Satan kills, Satan destroys, and Jesus brings life. Says Jesus went about doing good and healing all those who want to see. God is good. God, listen, God is a good God and the devil is a bad devil. It's bad. He can't be good. Okay? It might seem like I'm saying the same thing over and over to you. No, I can still hear this. Thank you for that all night. Sickness is from where? From the devil. And it's not part of life. Amen. Can I do so It's my And then I ran to the beach 
and I thought I'm going to jump in and I'm going to do a dive in. And I did that dive and it was not in the water, it was in the sand. The wave pulled away and I, I just beached myself like a whale. <clears throat> and I just heard in my shoulder like, and I'm, I'm like, no man, I'm going to be fine. No, I'm from the farm. And um, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you was and um, and um, I started to do mountain biking and I couldn't hold on to my handle because of the pain in my shoulder. And I said, I'm not gonna go for an operation. I'm not gonna go. And we had we had a sound meeting at our house and after the meeting Melissa just took her hand. She placed it on my shoulder and she said, Be healed in Jesus' name. Yeah. And I'm fine now. How to do that? Because there's no blessing in any sickness, it's a curse. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the Lord. So Jesus said, I came to fulfill the Lord. No? Okay? When he was hanged on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on the tree. So this is very important. I'm not cursed as a believer. I'm not cursed as the son and the daughter of the Most High God. I am blessed. Because Jesus became the curse so that I don't have to be cursed. That's why when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, all curses must go. Hello? Jesus did not just die for our sins, but also for the removal of the curse of sickness. So many people, and they say, it's in my family. I'm part of which family now? I'm part of the family of Jesus Christ. I'm part of the royal priesthood. So you know what? My family can have whatever they want. Doesn't belong to me. I'm not under that curse. And yes, I know there's place to pray for people to be delivered. There's place for people to, so that we can pray against the, the, the curses that comes from the family. Like that. I understand that. But you know what? I'm part of God's family. And I accept the fact that Jesus died and that Jesus became a curse so that I'm blessed. The curse has been removed. Matthew 8 verse 17. I'm going to read it in the New Living. Then I'm going to read it in the NIV. So this fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. Who said, He took our sickness and removed 
other diseases. Now the NIV says, this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took upon our infirmities and bore our diseases. It is illegal for the devil to lie on you what Jesus has already taken in your place. It's illegal. Don't accept that. Have you seen some of the coffee shops that are saying we accept snapper, we accept snapper, snapper, snapper. We accept monster coffee, snapper. But if there is one snap camera, no, 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 see, two separate. Thank you, all. This will be my favorite. But what do you accept? What do you get? Jesus paid the penalty for you to walk free from all sickness and death. Remember, we are in this world, but we are not from this world. Don't say, oh Lord, please heal me. No. Jesus already took all your sickness and all your disease. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your giving. The devil can't lie on you because it's already been lied on Jesus Christ. Therefore, you are healed. The price has been paid. Healing is you. I'm going to stop here tonight. Because I said a lot of things. I'm saying, even for myself, from the first time I prayed for a sick person to where I'm today, I had to grow. I had to get rid of a certain mindset. I had to get rid of a certain way of thinking about sickness. And I think that's the biggest thing for a lot of us. Is to get rid of that way we think. Because we have been programmed by the world. You don't settle for anything less than you. You don't settle for anything less.
Make it your own. Live by it. Sleep by it. Eat it. Let it consume you. Don't let anything else take hold of you except the Holy Spirit. Amen? I want to pray for you tonight. So let's just close our eyes. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for divine health. Lord, we thank you that health is from you. Life is from you. Sickness is not from God. And Father, I come tonight against every mindset that thought that sickness is from God, that they thought that they had to carry some type of sickness. No, it's not from God. Lord, you are the God that heals. You are the God that restores. You are the God that delivers. And Father, we thank you tonight that we can stand on this word, your word, your unfailing word, your truth. And Father, I thank you that your word teaches as we get to know the truth, it will set us free. Father, I thank you for people, people's mindsets being free tonight. And as they're going to meditate on your word, they will even grow further. Lord, we are looking forward to what you're going to do this coming weekend. Lord, we thank you already for blind eyes that's going to be opened up. 
Lord, we thank you already for lame people that's going to walk. Lord, we thank you already for cancer that's going to be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for, for deliverance that's going to take place in this place in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for, for salvation that's going to take place. People are going to be saved. And we thank you for that. Because that is your plan. That's why we are here. That's what you have called us for. So that people can get saved. And we thank you for the salvation that's going to take place in this place. In Jesus' name. Lord, thank you that your hand is upon our lives. And thank you that you are with us. And thank you that you are for us. And doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what's happening in the UK and what's happening in China now, Father. We will not be afraid. We are walking in faith and in victory. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Because it belongs to you and you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.